0: So we have "Saying joy to the world and Handel's Messiah. Some of you have probably been singing Christmas music in your car going down the road. Uh, you're probably having ugly sweater contests at work enjoying all kinds of things in this Christmas season. Preparing to put gifts underneath the tree to celebrate Christmas, to celebrate the birth of Christ coming into this world. And one of our videos referenced all of the distractions that we have in this time and during this season. All of the distractions of what the commercialization of Christmas has brought into our lives. Now we know to celebrate the birth of Jesus, but I don't think sometimes we fully get a total grasp on who this Jesus is. It's like, oh, it's Advent, yay, Jesus is coming. Oh, it's Christmas, yay, Jesus is coming. But do we truly take this season and this time to reflect and think about who this Jesus is? Now I know we probably have a lot of different varying theologies, and so let me put that in Layman's terms. A lot of different views about who we think God is in this room. Now all of you would say, well, no, he's the God that came and sent Jesus and crucified and died. But everybody in this room, if I sit down with you for an hour and really start probing you on who you think Jesus is or what you think about Jesus, you will probably have some unique and interesting take on who Jesus and God is for you. But there is this one consistent little theme that has always run through all of these theologies and these belief systems about how we think about God. Now, if I'm right and you believe these things, just say yes, you cannot fail this test. If you don't believe it, don't say no. Just shut up. Don't say that. No. If you believe it, yeah, it, it only works if you say yes. It doesn't work if you say no to something. That's a different sermon. So, there is a trinity. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yes? Yes. 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 Right. God comes to us in human form as Jesus. Yes? Yes. yes. Then Jesus dies and raises from the dead on Easter and hangs out with the people again a little bit and then ascends into heaven and oh, because this is the part we really know. And is seated at the what? right hand seat. Right I knew that. I knew that. I knew, I knew <laughs> And it's seated at the right hand of the Father. But then Jesus says, as he's ascending, I will send you an advocate. Who is that advocate that Jesus sends? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Okay, so we're all pretty much on the same page for this sermon. We'll work on some of those other things and stuff later. We're all on the same page for this sermon. Now, if we indeed believe those things, have we fully grasped the awesomeness of God coming to earth in Jesus. No. Don't say no. Just let that sit. Thank you, David. You're always very cooperative. <laughs> Have we fully grasped what that means? God comes to earth as a baby. Aaron, can Luke walk yet? He can't walk yet? Can he feed himself yet? Can he talk yet? Yeah, but, you, but you have to do everything for him. Yes. So I'm going to back up. God came to earth in the form of Jesus as a baby. Jesus didn't pop out of the womb as a man and start healing, folks. (laughs) The narrative we said we agreed to is that God is the Father, the creator of everything that is. This God, I'll give an amen in a second, comes to earth, take care of itself God wrapped God's self in the flesh of a baby to be cared for by a 14 year old girl who was not supposed to be pregnant in the first place let me keep going with that God comes to earth and is born to Mary of Nazareth from Naconoa nowhere. now y'all remember I said that Jesus comes to earth as a baby and is born in the hood. (laughs) Jesus comes to earth as a baby and is born in rural Texas. So you mean to tell me your God, your father, who created everything, decided to step out of eternity and come to you as a baby that can't talk, and is born in a pool or in a, a trailer park somewhere in rural Texas. Jesus was not born on Fifth Avenue. Jesus was not born at Trump Tower or anywhere near Sackville or Needham Yeah, how we how we're feeling, And we sing joy to the world. Is it really joy? That your Savior came, as a baby, and was vulnerable and had to be cared for by its parents and came in an unexpected way. That I will be reversing some narratives in some of y'all's hands. See, we have we 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 are we are on the post easy street. When we, when we think about Christmas, we think about the post-Easter Jesus. You know, the one that rose up from the dead. I like the way they tell the story. But we don't seem to want to take the time to talk about how he was born as a baby in out of nowhere as they grew up and hung out with peasants and prostitutes and marginalized people. How he went up into the temple and flipped over tables because they were ripping people off with all of those want to talk about that Jesus. But you cannot get joy to the world, and you cannot get Easter without this Jesus who hung out with the peasants. You can't get joy to the world without the Jesus who went to the border and said, I am with you. Amen. Jesus that comes into the world now I asked you the questions in the beginning have I said anything yet about who Jesus hung out with or what Jesus did that is No. No. so why have we moved to this place where we spend so much time focused on the triumphal God who has all this wrath and that he fixed things and move things and do all these things yes we need to believe in that God. But during the Christmas season, we need to do the true reset and remember Jesus came as a nobody, hanging out with nobodies, trying to make the world a better place. You want to talk about high-risk love. The creator of the universe stepped out of eternity and became a baby. I don't think that's really landed on y'all the creator of the universe came as a baby and spent time working with the people on the margins. The convicts that can't get a job. The convicts that can't get a place to live because of their background. The white people who are in rural Texas who feel left behind because the rest of us have moved on in this cosmopolitan world view. The white people in rural areas who can't get jobs or find any way to make a meaningful income. Oh, I'm a preacher both ways. I ain't never been a racist, so I'm going to tell it to you both ways. They have been left behind too. The black people who are suffering in our urban city, right here in Houston, pushed out of their homes. My question would be, in a high-risk love situation, in a Jesus who comes down and gets embodied in flesh, where would Jesus be right now, today? River Oaks is nice, and if I ever get enough money, I'm moving. So I just want to get it straight. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, I don't do that. You know, I like my gadgets and stuff. But as 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 we are so amazingly blessed and have so much rich opportunity, let's not corrupt Christianity with something that it's not. Yeah. Amen. favorite writers that love is the pure essence of being, together with the whole human family, all of the attributes of God. Love is undoubtedly the most beautiful. Love is the power that joins and binds and divine harmony, the universe and everything in it, the great harmonizing principle known to man. Divine love is impersonal. It loves for the sake of loving. During this Advent season, we've talked about waiting and expecting love, hope, peace, and joy to rise in our lives. And when I talked about peace, I encouraged us to think of who we needed to make. With in our life? Who do we need to reach out to? What peace needs to be restored? When I think about love today, I'm not going to ask you to commit to anything. I just want you to think about this God came to us as Jesus, brought to us love, the love that is for everybody. Here is the radical. Notion about Christmas and God coming to bring love and love for everyone. It's also love for our enemies. They cannot not be loved by God as well. It is love for those who challenge us for God loves them too. God comes to love us all even the worst among us as we we have judged. God has come to love. And I, I say this, not out of any political agenda or anything, but you all know we're headed for turbulent times, very turbulent times. But remember, this radical notion of love Even the ones that we're mad at, don't understand, can't get along with, calling them names because of their political uh, beliefs or whatever. Guess what? This radical notion of love extends to them too. This one writer says, God loves so intensely because the sun as it rises, it continues to shine on us all. The love of God. Scripture says a child is born to us, a son is given to us and authority will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, the Prince of Peace. But he only gets to be Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God the Eternal Father, and the Prince of Peace, because God was willing to be vulnerable and come to us as a baby to save us, to show us that love is highest, and to show us that I will go to any distance to love you and to be with you. It would not have been a powerful story had he come down as some. That is the miracle. That is the power and the awesomeness. When we call him the Prince of Peace, it ain't just because he's God. It's because he came as a baby and hung out with all of us ragtag, wretched people and showed us love. That's why he's the Prince of Peace and the Eternal Father. That's why God becomes triumphant. That's why he is Jesus, Lord.